Fitness is your ability to cope with and recover from stress. And the best way to level up both your mental and your physical fitness is by making small but powerful changes to your daily habits and routines. With this podcast, I aim to bring you a combination of short educational solo casts and slightly longer conversations I've had with a wide variety of fascinating people. The goal? To help you develop a lifestyle which supports your mental and physical fitness and improves your overall quality of life. My name is Jay Unwin. Welcome to FitBody FitMind. In episode two, I talked to you about the five pillars of a fit, healthy lifestyle. Pillar one was movement, and so I wanted to share some more insight on this particular aspect. We evolved to move. The human body is an incredible machine when it comes to movement. Even if you just look at the muscles in our core, in our glutes, our legs, we are evolved to run and jump. We are evolved to move. We did not evolve to be sedentary. Homo erectus, which is the first upright human-like species, evolved around 2 million years ago. That is a long, long time that we have been built in a similar way to the way we are now. Even if you just look at the more modern physiology of the human body, you're looking at 300,000 years of history. That hasn't changed a great deal in 300,000 years, and yet our lifestyle has changed dramatically. We used to be hunting, gathering, exploring and procreating. That was our existence, was around those basic things. We were not sitting on our asses. The average American sits for 12 hours per day. This was in the news recently. This was a study which came out recently. In America, the average person sits for 12 hours per day. And that doesn't include the kind of seven or eight hours that they're lying down asleep. The UK is not far behind that either. It is killing us slowly. Quantity of movement is important. Of course, we need to move more, but we also need to move well. We want to move well, not just for the sake of it. We want that quality of movement because this will help us reduce our risk of injury, but also stimulate those neural pathways in our brain and in our nervous system, which allow us to move with greater precision. Remember, that fitness isn't all about fitness and power and those kind of traditional ideas of cardiovascular fitness, but also our balance, our coordination and things like that. So we want to move well. Now I'm going to quickly give you a, an overview of the benefits of movement once again. We touched on this in the five pillars in episode two, but I just really, really need to hammer this home to you. The benefits that you will get from moving more and moving better in your life. Now, before we even get onto the overall kind of chronic disease risk reduction, if we look at every area of physical fitness, you are going to see improvement. So if you move more and move better, if you include more movement in your life, you are going to hit all of the health-related components of fitness. Your cardiovascular fitness, your strength, your endurance, your body composition, your flexibility, and the one which I've added in there, which is your immunity, they are all going to be improved. And then the skill-related components of fitness, your agility, speed, power, balance, coordination and reaction time are all going to be improved by movement. 
And then if we get on to the disease risk reduction, your heart disease and stroke risk is knocked down by 35%. Type 2 diabetes is cut in half in terms of the risk of you developing that. Colon cancer is the same, half the risk. 20% risk reduction for breast cancer, a massive 83% risk reduction for osteoarthritis, 68% reduction in risk of hip fracture and overall early death dying young is reduced by 30%. And that's just the physical stuff. The mental side of things is just as impressive. It reduces your risk of depression by 30%, your risk of dementia by 30%. So we're looking at cognitive stuff, we're looking at emotional stuff. Remember these aspects of mental fitness, your cognitive fitness, your emotional fitness. It can improve the way you feel just generally because of the neurotransmitter release of serotonin, dopamine, norepinephrine, and then the endorphins which are released, which are essentially like opioids in your system, naturally occurring opioids, painkillers. These endorphins will help you feel better. And then your brain function, your cognitive ability, your focus, concentration, learning, and memory are all proven to be improved by physical activity. Part of this is that physical activity helps stimulate the release of something called BDNF or brain-derived neurotrophic factor. Now, this is a substance which not only uh, kind of improves the functioning of your brain, but it actually changes the structure of your brain. It helps new brain cells grow. It helps the synapses between your brain cells build these connections so that you so that your brain works better on a completely kind of physical level not just in the in in the kind of the software but in the hardware fitness and exercise can also be social you can do it with other people and therefore it can hit that social fitness as well it can even be spiritual if you're getting out and about into nature, it can allow you to connect with your surroundings. If you're swimming in a river or running through the woods or doing yoga and connecting with yourself on a deeper level, it can be a spiritual experience and allow you to build your spiritual fitness as well. So you can see from this how much there is in the way of benefits to your life, both physically and mentally. It could not be more important. So how do you actually get started? How can you start moving more and in order to reap these rewards? Well, first off, a good starting point is always to reflect on your current levels of movement in your lifestyle and your current ability level. Don't choose to run, for example, if you've got severely arthritic knees. It's probably not going to be a good idea. Pick something which you enjoy but that challenges you. So you want to be challenged. You want something which is difficult doesn't have to be difficult from a cardiovascular point of view or difficult from a strength point of view but it could challenge you neurally it could challenge your coordination it could challenge your balance it could challenge any number of these different aspects these different components of fitness but pick something which you enjoy that challenge with because if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to continue long term. So outside of your comfort zone, absolutely. But pick something that you can see yourself sustaining long term. And it doesn't have to be a workout either. There's a concept called NEAT, N-E-A-T, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which basically means the kind of energy expenditure through being more active that isn't a workout. Now, this is stuff that happens in your daily life. So it could be taking the stairs instead of going up in a lift. It could be getting off the bus a stop early. It could be walking to work or to school instead of jumping in a car. 
So those things have a big impact on your overall daily movement as well. The rise of fitness trackers like Fitbits and Apple Watches and things like that have really encouraged people to try and get more steps in in their daily life. And they can see where they can improve these step counts just not by going for a walk, but by walking more just as part of how they live. Now, once you've picked what you're going to do, find a specific day and time to do the activity. So attach it to a day, a time, or attach it to an existing habit. So you can you can build these things into your routine in a way where they're more likely to stick. Every day, if it can be short, like a walk, yoga, run, whatever, that can be five minutes, for example, or even less than a minute if you're going to do a set of 10 squats before you get in the shower. So if it can be short, something every day is a really good way of helping build an automatic behavior into a habit. If it is a class or a group setting and it's weekly, that's cool too. But try and get something in place which is daily because the more often you do it, the more likely it is to become automatic. Now, I recommend as well being accountable to someone. Being accountable to someone is so powerful. Be accountable to your partner or a friend or a parent or one of your children. It doesn't really matter. You can be accountable to yourself as well by keeping a tracker of this activity. So you basically tick off in your diary the days that you have done the thing you said you're going to do. So you're accountable to yourself and it makes it feel a bit more like, "Ah, I don't want to miss a day because then I won't be able to tick it off. But being accountable to someone else can be massively powerful as well. And then be consistent. So use motivation and willpower, which is finite, to get things moving. But because it's finite, you do not want to rely on motivation and willpower long term. Instead, you want to rely on habitual behaviour. You want to make it automatic. You want to make this stuff as automatic as brushing your teeth. Because then when life goes crazy and things start to slip, I mean, one of the last things that will slip in your lifestyle when you're super busy is something like brushing your teeth. Because it is so ingrained, it is so automatic. Now, if we can get your physical movement to be as automatic as that, if we can get a morning walk around the block or a morning set of squats or walking to work instead of uh, jumping in the car or whatever it happens to be, if that can become as automatic as brushing your teeth, then it will be less likely to slip. So rely on habitual behaviour but use the motivation and willpower in the short term to get those things moving in the first place. This is why short bursts daily works better. I would rather you did five minutes a day of yoga than an hour once a week, for example, or, or even half an hour once a week. Because if you do it every single day, then you're going to start getting into the groove of it much, much more effectively. So what are you going to pick? Is it something you've done before? Is it something you've never tried? Is it maybe something from your childhood that you used to love but somehow got out of the habit of? Is it a sport? Is it an individual thing or is it a team thing? Is it going to be at home? Is it going to be elsewhere? Is it at a gym? Is it outdoors? Start small and build a solid foundation. Don't try and do too much too soon. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. Give your body the movement that it has evolved for the movement it craves, and reap the rewards. Thank you for listening to Fit Body, Fit Mind with me, Jay Unwin. If you aren't already connected with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, or Facebook, then you can find all the links in the podcast description or on my website at fitbodyfitmind.online. Until next time, stay fit, stay well, 
and have fun. <laughs>